0: Hello and welcome to Reality Speaks, a mission of Harvest House UPCI. Our mission here at Reality Speaks is to answer questions. What's really going on in the world? What's the Bible really say? And we're going to focus in a lot more on this last one during this month. How are we really supposed to live as Christians? in this modern world. Like I said, this month we are starting a series talking about how should Christians really live. This first episode we are going to be talking about prayer and we've brought in an extra voice to the conversation today. Pastor Daniel Warden of Harvest House Church will be speaking to us about prayer. And we'll get started right after this. Since we're talking about prayer today, it seems only right that we would start off with prayer. So let's all pray. Lord Jesus, we, Lord, love, we
1: you. love you. We God, you
0: speak to Jesus. us today and help us to speak you, the Lord. words that you have God, for us this to speak. Often, um, I thank you for all that you're doing, all that you have been moving in in this time, the way that you're moving us into a new realm of operation, a new way of doing things. We love you, Lord. We thank you for all that you're doing, all that you have yet to do. Lord, help us to not just hear your word, but to do your word in each and every way. Jesus, we love you, Lord. Lord. we amen. thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, as I said, we are starting a new series today talking about Christian living and how we are really supposed to live as Christians in this modern world. We're going to do our first one today on prayer. have a pastor with us today to help us. And I just felt like starting off by reading from Luke eighteen uh, Luke eighteen starting verse number one, says, and he speaking of Jesus, spake a parable to them to this end that men are always to pray and not to faint. There was a city there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city. She came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge says. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. So, what do you feel like this is meaning? What are you
2: asking?
0: the people around me. <laughs> I'm asking my fellow compatriots, yeah. what do you well, feel that this is here. saying we'll to yeah. us today? What are you feeling from this? Uh, first of all, Jesus says that we are, uh, says that God will answer our prayers Even more so than we find help from everyone else in the world, He's going to answer our prayers. So, why do you think that we pray? What do you feel like would be a reason that we pray? To
2: talk
0: to God. What is the purpose of prayer? What motivates people?
1: Well, a lot of things motivate people. but it's not always the right motivation. Yeah. Yeah. A lot
2: of people pray just
1: they want the, things. They pray just to get stuff. Well, that's
0: what I wrote here. The most basic level, people pray because prayer gets results. People pray because prayer does get results. Uh, Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter number 7 uh, that... Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it shall be opened. Everyone that asks receives, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it will be opened. He kind of goes and says the same type of stuff. You know, people are messed up, but they still take care of their own kids. You think God's not going to take care of his kids. There are promises attached to prayer. But we want to know God. That's what Bethany was saying. We want to know God. Uh, and there are promises attached to knowing God. And the only way to know God is to pray. Yeah,
2: to talk to Him. Yeah. Yeah. Just like anybody. You can't know someone if you never talk to
0: them. Uh, it's what Pastor mentioned when he was preaching. That there's power in knowing. And that we need to... that in the end, what's really going to determine do we get to heaven or not is wh- whether or not God can say that he knew us.
1: There's a big difference between just asking some random person for something and then giving it to you, then communicating with somebody that you know and you love and them responding and giving it to you. It's kind of this, the opening text that you started with, how the woman aggravated basically he aggravated the unjust judge to death till she got what she wanted. I think that's what a lot of people does, but that is that is not real prayer. It's prayer, but it's not the ultimate goal of what prayer should be about. Uh, yeah.
0: Something I thought about on this thing of the promises attached to prayer, this getting to know God thing, is uh, in Genesis chapter number 5, uh, we read about Enoch and how... Enoch walked with God on all the days of his life for 365 years. He walked with God and he was not. Which kind of might sound vague, but Hebrews 11 really puts it a little more. He had this uh, Hmm. memorial or testimony, I forget how it puts it, that he pleased God. That walk with God made him have such a relationship with God that God literally just took him straight to heaven and he didn't have to die. And that's do you how do you think he knew God? Talk. He, he
1: talked to he God, talked. He, he prayed. He had that communication with him. And God. listen, as Sister Cheryl had said a few minutes ago, not just not just talking to God, we've got to learn to listen to him too. And
2: doing what he says. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: that's not really prayer, but It comes from prayer.
0: Knowing means more than just talking. Yeah, Yeah. it involves a lot of listening.
2: (laughs) What I talked about.
0: Yeah, Um, another one, and this thing about prayer is uh, actually in Acts chapter ten. We hear about someone else who prayed, uh, talking about Cornelius. I've touched on him a little bit. Is Cornelius? had a memorial that went up before God and to the point where he had an angel come down and visit him and said, God's been listening and there's a little bit more to this that I want to tell you about. You need to go track down Peter so he can preach to you. There's something else that we get from prayer. That is revelation. Yeah. Uh, in Daniel chapter 10, we Daniel had prayed for 20 days straight, prayed and fasted and was causing angelic warfare over his territory because he was praying and then an angel comes down and says I'm going to show you what you're looking for, but I, it took me a while to get here because the devil didn't want it to happen
1: <laughs>
0: Does anyone else have anything else you can think of that just is why we pray.
2: Well, I don't think anybody said that. Also, it's to know. I know he said to know God, but also it's just to have to love Him, also. Because um, that's another part. If you don't have a real relationship with God where you get in touch with Him and talk to Him every day, you're not going to love Him. You might yeah. like Him. You might think you love him, but you're not going to actually, truly love him unless um, you have a real relationship with God and you actually pray. Yeah. So there's another thing. (laughs) Uh,
3: Preparation could be a thing. Uh, Making sure that you keep yourself prayed up and, and keep yourself close to God for when you, a, a hard time comes or like a pandemic comes, you know who you're going to go to and yeah, who you're going to lean on.
0: I listed that uh, actually on here. I have help in hard times. Just pick up basically any of the Psalms yeah. and you can see that in yeah. action. Basically any of them. Um, one of them that I thought of specifically though was Psalms 51 <clears throat> or David literally brought it on himself but he's there and he's saying search me, Know me, cleanse me, me, purify me, create me all over again. Make my heart completely new. Make my spirit completely new. Uh, I know I am messed up, but God, please show me mercy. But it don't have to be what you brought on yourself. Although I guess that uh, there's Revelation chapter 1, John is on... In a prison work island, and he still finds time to be in the spirit on the lord's day, and then God himself shows up and gives him a revelation mm-hmm. the revelation, revelation. Um, and I also lot of Jesus in John chapter seventeen in the garden, praying. To make it through the hard time that he knows about to come. yeah, God, yeah. not my will, but your will be done. So there's restoration, there's help in hard times. And I, I think you mentioned preparation to make it through the hard time, but also... Well, that kinda, you, I was kind of basically talking about yeah, what you said. <laughs> yeah, no, and I was just elaborating on it. But at the same time, there's another type of way to make it when you know you have a big decision coming god what do i do yeah um david first samuel 30 and 8 he's had his uh, he's asking god if i go into this battle am i gonna win and you read that so many times in first samuel god do i need to do this battle god do i need to do this battle
1: he prays it every i think every single time he goes into battle and David also done what he told him to do, and that's the problem. With a lot of people nowadays we pray and God gives the an answer. And, God, do I need to do this? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm go- I'm doing it. We'll do
0: what we want to do anyway.
2: So. <laughs> so like God tells you exactly what to do, and you're like, but you meant it this way, right? Not that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of why. What's your motivation? But once you have the right motivation. What do you do? I mean, how do you pray? How do you pray? You get into, you're there, you're on your knees, you've got the right motivation.
1: Now, where do you start? Pray. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest keys to praying is I have just pray.
2: I have. Um, I always had a much easier time getting in the presence of God before i got like obsessed with prayer patterns and i think prayer patterns are awesome but i don't think they're for everyone because when i started prayer patterns it really threw me off and it took me a really long time to learn how to pray again but one thing that they did teach me was that um starting with praise is always what you should do because if you just go into it uh saying god give me this god give me that i want this i want that he may give you that but after you're done praying it's a lot harder to move into praise if you start that way and once you finally ask for something um after you've been praising it feels more humble and maybe even once you've got there and repented you might not want to ask for it anymore
3: yeah i'm a little different in that area
2: it's no, it's great for some people, but for me
3: it's... In the morning I, In the morning, when I wake up, I feel sometimes that I don't always have as much time as I'd like. So the first thing I usually do is repent. Because
2: <laughs> I feel like yeah. I can't
3: do anything else if I've not been forgiven. But I, it's different for everybody. I mean, you can't yeah. pray wrong.
1: I mean, I, I guess no. you can. No, but you
2: can't. If you're praying to
1: Jesus' you name... Can't pray wrong.
2: If you pray to Jesus, you can't really pray
1: wrong. <laughs> but to be effective, prayer has to be within who you are. You can't um you can't pray like someone else if if your personality's not I think me and Jacob was talking about it, you have to pray in a line with your personality. Yeah. Uh Raymond Woodward you actually has a great
0: thing on this. I don't and remember everything on it. So I'm just gonna tell you search on YouTube or podcast something yeah, and, exactly. and find Raymond Woodward talking yeah. about your prayer yeah. personality. It's huge. And he goes through the four basic personality types and what works best for them.
2: Yeah, and it's more like a like teaching thing. Like it's a sermon and it's spiritual but it's more like a teaching then
0: like
1: yes. you're, you're not going to shout while you're listening to it but it will reveal it, it will it will bring you to where you can shout later on in your prayer room what's, what's the guy that that you like to preach that about uh, the horn balance? no oh jh jh listen to him preach one time and he's in a inner city place and he was talking about how he's got these gang members coming in and he's got this guy's really effective with prayer and he come in and and the way he talks to the Lord, it's like, yo, Jesus. <laughs> and he's just talking in his own slang in a way. But his prayer works because mm-hmm. he's not trying to be somebody else. He's being who he is. And mm-hmm. it's what we got to do. You've got to be who you are. And, I mean, because honestly, I mean, prayer is like, it's, it's just like being a relationship with anybody. It's, I like to be specifically with a, a man or, you know, man and woman in a relationship. You know, it's nothing worse than a, a couple dating and when they get married, it's like, this ain't who I thought I married.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and because they're putting on this show before they get get married just to get a relationship, well, it don't work that way. We just need to
2: mm-hmm.
1: be who we are and you don't have to be a theologian.
2: Mm-hmm. No. It's like that movie we watched last last night um, where he, the kids started praying and yeah. he said, I lovest thee, and thou, and the forest.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> and surprise, surprise, in the movie, that prayer didn't That work.
2: did not work, yes. <laughs> no,
0: it didn't
1: work. It has to be who you are.
0: But it if is. that was who he is, he's
3: from, like, Shakespeare times. <laughs> that's it, how it he, it to, wasn't. he it, was
0: If, if this really was was, like if that was Hamlet praying, it would have worked.
2: <laughs> but. Yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't.
0: <laughs> uh, but that's the reason why, uh, like, The Bible talks about, Jesus said, when you pray, pray this way. Our Father which art in heaven. That doesn't mean pray, our Father which art in heaven.
2: Pray in this way. And that's
0: why I like to say, God, you are my Father. I thank you for what you're doing from heaven. And uh, you turn it into your own way of speaking. Uh, Give me what... I need today, Lord. That's why I said after this manner. Pray pray like this. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Lord's Prayer, as it's known, is good. It tells you what to pray. It doesn't tell you how, it tells you how to pray. It doesn't tell you exactly what to pray.
2: Yeah.
0: Um... The tabernacle plan you've heard us talk about a lot. It's really helpful. It's really good. If you're just wondering how to get in the presence of God, these are the things you need to make sure gets mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. It's just make sure you pray for your preacher, your pastor. But
2: there's something I want to throw out there for people who aren't like me, or for people who are like me. If something happens and you cannot pray everything in there, pray anyway. Uh.
0: I heard Josh because. Carson put it this way, talking about the tabernacle prayer. He's like, I like to make sure I pray through it at least once a month. Yeah,
2: there you go. Wow. Yeah. It,
1: here's something <laughs> I actually was thinking about. It, something I had to learn. And um, in order to have, especially learning to get to where you develop a prayer life, in order to get there, you've got to be willing, I, I meant have to qualify it after I say it if you don't understand what I'm saying, you've got to learn to forgive yourself. Mm. Because some days you're going to wake up not feeling good. You're going to wake up with a very pressed day, so busy. Or, you know, if you're typical praying in the morning, you, you may get up, you know, the alarm didn't go off. And, oh, i got to be at work, so you don't have time to pray. So you've got to rush to a prayer, and you've got to maybe pray on the way to work, or have a little prayer. Or maybe you have had you pray at nighttime, and you've had a hard day, and you, you go home and say, well, I'm going to pray in a little bit. And you wake up, and it's 12 o'clock, and you're like, oh, my goodness, i got to get in my bed. i got to go to work tomorrow. You have to be willing. I had to learn this. You have to be willing to forgive yourself for them days when you mess up. Special mm-hmm. shout out to Sister Because you, if you don't, if you don't, you can get yourself in a rut. And you're like, well, I'm nothing. I'm nobody. I missed a day of prayer, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, you missed a week of prayer. You missed a month of prayer because yeah. you yeah. you messed up. When I so heard... you gotta be willing to say, okay, God, I know you realize I'm human. Forgive me, and whatever the reason is, and the text is talking about, just Lord, forgive me. Get up, pick up, and just do it again. Yeah, because there's been
3: mornings I've done that. I've woke up late, and that's all I've had time for. (laughs) You just do what you can. (laughs)
0: What I've, what I, I have this situation going pretty good. I, I have always found it like, oh man, you know, when I'm not working, I'm able to pray so much, but I need to work. Yeah. And I, but when I'm waking up at four a.m. and getting, I had that problem and when I quit my job, at, but I don't
2: recommend that for everyone. Uh, getting
0: in there at <laughs> five. Getting in there at five o'clock, we gotta get out of here at five thirty. I gotta have time to read my Bible and and pray. You know what? Um, you gotta get up early. <laughs> you're not gonna pray for an hour, no. If no. you have to work at six in the morning, most likely you're not going to pray for an hour unless you just live really close to work and can get ready really fast. And <laughs>
2: or you just one of those people that
0: or you've done it for like twenty five years. <laughs> wake up at three. And you're yeah. gonna, or you're able to wake up at three in the morning, at, which means you're going to need to go to bed a
1: lot earlier than ten o'clock. Yeah. 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 That, that's, I think it's very important. I had to learn that because, and actually, my wife is the one who taught that to me. Because I really feel like my best prayer is in the morning. And I got in just bad habits and I was getting up late. And she's like, well, just do something. Make it work. <laughs> and I've done that. And I've put some disciplines in my life to um, help me. Um, I think it's important. As um, Brother Terry Shock says, it should be the first thing you do in the morning. I know not everybody's a morning person, but it should be the first thing part of your day. Too many. We pick up the phone, and we pick up this, and we pick up that, and then, you know, once you look at email or Facebook,
2: you messed it it up. And
1: uh, so you got to be careful. A lot
2: of times, even if you just to check a text. And once again, talking
0: about this personality thing, I will throw out there what uh, I heard Mark Morgan say. It may sound like a joke. It's funny, but it's actually not wrong. You know, that's the reason some of the God speaks to some of us in dreams, brother. I don't have to. I don't have to wake. I can pray at night.
1: I don't have to wake up till five. And that's. Wake five. up at five in the morning. Yeah. Everyone's
0: got a different personality.
1: That's why yeah. I mentioned the personality. There's some people just naturally morning people like me, and you got some people that's not. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, really.
2: I'm both. Really, I believe like, you I should
1: pray
0: first thing in the morning, but there uh, something that you preached about a couple of uh, a few months back, sometime last year, um, talking about morning and evening Yeah, there was a morning sacrifice and there was an evening sacrifice we really should pray first thing in the morning and make it the last even thing we if do it's as just well even if it's prayer. just a little acknowledgement at one of those times yeah,
2: yeah. and uh, something else that I think is important um, is to always pray no matter what state you are in
1: Yeah.
2: and I don't think maybe this is the best thing in the world But in 2016, when I was going through a lot and I had a failed engagement, most of the time my prayer consisted of arguing with God. (laughs) And I don't necessarily think it's awesome to argue with God, but I think it's better than not talking
1: to Him. Arguing with God is better than not talking to him. I think
2: that arguing with God is what kept me sane.
1: Because if I had
2: just held it all in and never said anything to Him, I probably would have ended up doing something stupid.
3: Yeah. And and what you said can mean two things. No matter what state you're in, uh mental state or physical location. Uh like, like if you were to go on vacation or something <laughs> like
0: kidding.
2: that. I'm not if you're on anything. the
0: ISS, you should pray. <laughs> sure. Also
2: like yeah, if you go on vacation, you're still supposed to pray. You're not on a vacation from God. You're on a vacation uh-huh. from work.
0: Yeah. Um Note this, I think the disciples at least tried to pray when they were there, when they ended up falling asleep on Jesus. I feel like they tried, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. but it's okay what my point where i 'm bringing this up is even if you struggle like the disciples did when they were in the garden, there is something it, when Jesus come back he he didn't just say, "Oh, come on, I give up on you." He said, "Get up." Let's try this again. And then finally, but of course there is going to be a time when it's too late, but he was still saying, come on, rise up, rise up every time. He didn't say it's over. He just yeah. said, rise up again. Uh, but I feel like in that note, when you, there are things that help you get in that state of mind. So, I'm going to list some helpful things for prayer. Uh, some people, it's really helpful to get music going. Yeah. Uh, Ephesians 5.19 says, Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Position. What works best for you? Figure it out. Do you need to kneel? Do you need to stand? At pace. Should you shove your face in a cushion and pray? I fall
2: asleep if I do that.
0: Acts chapter 2, what were they doing? When the spirit fell.
2: Does it... I don't
0: know. Does it even say?
2: Does it say? The
0: whole house where they were sitting. Sitting. Sure. <laughs> uh, but Paul and Silas were also sitting with stocks on their ankles. So you can do whatever state you're in. <laughs> uh, I don't know what position you pray from a whale's belly. Probably have you're smashed in there. Exactly. <laughs> It works. I don't know what it's like in a whale's but
2: I'm sure it's not how the cartoons depict it where he's got all this room and he's got like a couch uh, He's got and a, he's a boat. Chilling. He's got a
0: boat in there in the <laughs> VeggieTales movie. There's yeah. a whole boat in there with him.
3: <laughs> I'm still... I, I picture like Finding Nemo.
0: <laughs> of course uh, he wants us to go to the back of the throat. That's how he eats us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: didn't know what you meant at first. I was like Finding
0: Nemo? That's a blast from what? the past. Uh. But also, do you have to be alone or do you have to be with other people? It works both ways. Some Jesus people prayed by himself. Pray
2: better with other people, according to that prayer personality message. Yeah, Jesus,
0: Jesus me. went off and prayed alone and solitary. One of those people,
1: Jesus prayed by, by himself. What really off in separate to a loud place? I can do it.
2: I don't like to pray. Where but other I do people much better when I'm.
1: By myself. I don't know if yeah. that,
2: that's probably a pride thing, I should probably get it over it, be. but I'm really bad I'm, about it.
1: You may just get that from me, so Yeah. Uh but at
0: Texas.
2: the
1: same
0: time, clearly some <laughs> people prayed pretty well. <laughs> and Jimmy de-
2: said of course Texas wants to know what it's like in a whale's belly. <laughs> But I don't know what that means. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he—he's the, yeah. he the one who brought—he's the one who brought happens. it up. Uh, but also, the disciples—the day of Pentecost fully come, everyone was all in one place. So, that was
2: Texas, Jimmy.
0: Solitary versus uh, private. So, uh, and finally, what Bethany said: always keep praying. I heard it from TF Tenney today. I was listening to an old interview. Uh, I—he said, I usually don't pray for an hour. But I never go an hour without praying. Yeah, that's an excellent quote. First Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing.
2: He said you were 5.10. You're not 5.10. He's way shorter now, than that.
1: Well, you kind of get into that. I want to say this before you get into this. There's a Terry Shock quote. I don't know if you had it broke down or not. Terry Shock says, um, if you can't tell me where and when you pray, you probably don't pray. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think it... That is an important thing um, about how to pray is have a place that you're really comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, was messaging with, with someone this week, and that's what they said, that they had their little spot they got, and they prayed for their husband.
0: Well, it's what I heard Brother White say, talking about when he first got in this, what kept him Yeah. What's his sermon To talk about last the, night You guys all Heard it If you tuned in Sunday night And his story That he told About the fact That he had All those things That kept him He made himself A little wooden altar By him And, and he brought it out He said No one really wanted To take that thing Home with him
2: My thought When he that said thing that Was that They probably knew He wouldn't give it to him
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah That'd be that be the harder thing to ask for.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I've heard him. Of... Because
2: I feel like I definitely would have wanted too, it. I definitely he, would he have wanted it. He guards
1: those tapes just as he guards fiercely. them tapes and them notes very much. I promise you, I've seen him. <laughs> uh,
0: he's got a vault in his office for the for the notes.
1: <laughs> yeah, That's cool, there's huh? a vault.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, ah. Uh, Trying to think, there was someone I heard recently talked about. Every time they he got a new house, he every time they moved, every time they moved somewhere else, they made sure there's a place here that's going to be my altar. And he said, it's not like I made a special space or anything. It could be the edge of your bed. It, it could be a couch. But every time you see that thing, you know that's where I pray. Mm-hmm. I think it's very
1: important.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, when I lived here, my prayer closet was the laundry room. And I would go downstairs and pray like until really late at night. And when I moved into my uh, the trailer, we don't live there now. It took me a long time to figure out where I prayed, and it like would really throw off my uh, like my daily prayer because I didn't know where I was supposed to pray. And then eventually, I figured it out. And then we moved again, and I'm just now figuring out where I pray. <laughs> and it it just having somewhere that you pray just makes it.
1: Easier, yeah,
2: and more comfortable. And I feel like there's
1: there's places with me that it's according to what season I'm in and what how I'm praying too. You know, a prayer walk. I'll tell you in the backport. I love praying out here in the back. In
0: 2019, I can tell dogs. you where it was. It was a little creek, a little bit down the road. Yeah, that's where I was praying. It's
1: not A little
2: bit down the
0: road. I just got a closet. It's about it's <laughs> about a mile. three quarter mile down the road, but it's a nice, quiet place, and I spent a lot of time there.
2: It's terrible to walk back though.
0: Well, I used to go down there. Like, <laughs> I had too. fun doing it. I had fun doing it, but I mean, I think your little spot in the woods was probably a bit hard to get to too. Yeah, so. but I was
2: a lot more fit back then. I got a closet.
3: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of blankets in the floor
0: in there. Yep,
1: it works. Whatever works, there's a work. You gotta do it. You gotta be intentional. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't just let it go. You got to be intentional. Yeah, I don't wake do up on early purpose. on
3: accident. I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> no. That no, and that's the reason people don't pray. Prayer's hard work. Yeah. To have a really good prayer life, it's hard work. Yeah. It's <laughs> not right something you're just not gonna. God's not. We want to think that God's gonna take us and. And, and shut but us down know, on an yeah. altar somewhere and say, you're going to pray today. No, he's not going to do that.
3: Yeah.
0: Unfortunately. And uh, going back <laughs> to really the topic, to that, no, so. and going back to that topic, talking about uh, you ha- that thing that Brother Carson said yeah, about praying through the whole tabernacle plan, he said, well, I try to do it at least once a month. What I have found since starting this job is I have a really hard time just having that big... Breakthrough prayer, but every Saturday has been happening. Yeah.
2: And I think that's probably more than okay.
1: Yeah. Because it is.
2: most people don't even have that once every six months.
1: And that goes back to what I said earlier you have got to be willing, and I had to do that while, you know, I'm pastoring and I'm working. So I just had to come to terms that, okay, as long as I'm full time pastor, I'm not going to be able to do the uh, tabernacle prayer every day. I just can't. Mm-hmm. As, Not long long in as long and as you're a full-time Josh pastor even
2: Brother said he only does it once, had, once a month
1: and I heard Brother David Bernard he give me a lot of, a lot of but, yeah. David Bernard said this It give me a lot of liberty and helped me with my prayer he said if we can shoot for eighty, if I can get it exactly right and my wife may help me with it but if we can get 80% of what we're shooting for that would help and it may be that it averages out at that too to where, you know, you may pray an hour, hour and a half on the weekend, and you may not get but five minutes one well, day. You, you may get 20 minutes one day, you may get 15 minutes a day. But if we can balance it out, for, at the end of the week, it, it averages out a certain That, that
0: big prayer survey that Mark Brown did at, at Youth Congress, He the way he asked the question was, on average, how much do you pray per day? On, on an average week, how much do you yeah. pray per day? Not... Not how much do you pray on Sunday? Not how much do you pray on Monday? How much do you pray when you average out those seven days?
1: Yeah, and I think that's what Brother Menard was talking about. You just, yeah, you can hit that; it makes a difference. So, um, so how you pray? Uh, whether
0: you pray, whether you pray at home, whether you uh, are able to do what I've heard, brother. Uh, uh, what what I've heard. Brother Victor Jackson talked about how he just how he had his his routines been messed up in the middle of this pandemic where he yeah th- his his prayer closet his study zone was Starbucks and the local church, both of which are somewhat hard to access at, at times. Victor, Victor Jackson, Jackson. <laughs> uh, but you don't always hit, get to be that guy who gets to go at six in the morning and pray at the local church and then go off and have some coffee and study. That, that I would love If you do can, that. that's great. If you can, if you start, that's great. Try, and there are am 45
2: minutes can. away.
0: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work for everyone. Look but you need to get a place, <laughs> you need to do it. <laughs> and you need to... <laughs> so what's this supposed to look like once you're there? What is prayer really? What are the different ways you that you pray? Uh, Webster's Dictionary defines prayer as... Pray is to address God with adoration, confession, supplication, or thanksgiving, according to Webster's dictionary. Strong's Concordance puts a few different definitions for pray all throughout the book. You've got intercede, ask, beg.
2: Beg. (laughs) I don't really think that Make request.
0: (laughs) This is the Strong's Concordance. Well, beg for mercy. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, Make request, supplicate, or worship. I mean, interceding is pretty similar to begging in a way, but
2: <laughs> I don't really think so. I
0: don't. I don't think so. I mean, it's just there are. It's just a word that it used to describe one way someone prayed in the Bible at some point or another. Beg was one of them that yeah. come in.
3: I mean, I've begged for mercy before.
2: <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, you can beg, but. It really doesn't do any good to beg, cause he forgives you or whatever the first
1: time.
2: I'm sorry, I get The first time, so yeah, it can can be begging, but you don't have to beg.
3: Well, well no. that's how everybody's different. Right? Yeah, that was one no, of a, a, beg
0: was different. one of many. You don't have words. to beg. That's what
2: I'm saying. <laughs> well, be- I
0: understand. Beg okay. was one definition among many. Uh, like there's plenty types of prayer here, so a- adoration, confession, supplication. What is supplication?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I feel like maybe that's something I should know, but I don't.
1: Supplication is the act of humbling ourselves before the Lord and requesting.
2: Did you just say his it?
1: aid for per se- profession? No, he just said smart. Tony Bailey. He knew
2: that. He knew that right off the bat. Supplication,
1: like that. praying is about personal needs for both <laughs> spiritual and physical. Repentance is an example of supplication. Yeah. Repentance. We are humbling ourselves before God, petitioning Him for mercy and grace.
2: So prayer and supplication is like prayer and repentance.
1: Yeah. Yes. And didn't it uh, say to offer supplication for
0: each other also?
2: How would you repent for each other?
0: Well, you can, can do it. Uh, Job, did did it. Job, Job did it. Job did it for his children. And also, Jesus said, forgive his, his us as we forgive our debtors. No. Uh, David Chatwell tells you to do it. He says, God, forgive them. Stephen said it.
2: Okay, yeah. Father, yeah. forgive them. I understand. Yeah.
0: Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Don't hold this sin against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, you yeah. can't ask him to forgive yeah, everybody's sin. Every sin more, someone has ever committed, you can't I was say thinking, that. But God, I was, this, this offense to me.
2: I was thinking more like not forgiveness. I was thinking more like, I'm sorry. I was like, how can you say sorry for someone else? But it's more forgive them. Okay, I understand
0: that. Job did it, and I've done it for my kids, says my mother.
2: Thanks. I mean, she thinks we're bad.
0: <laughs> uh, but
2: I'm just kidding. One way.
0: one thing, one thing also that I thought about here. Um, last week we had a question we didn't get to. Okay,
2: yeah. Talking it, it about fits the, with this week, and I
0: I told her this fits in with next week. I I told Sister Penny when I talked to her, I said, Well, I'm going to answer your question now, but I'll probably also address it now uh, in next week's. So here it is. Uh, Sister Penny asked, what are the different levels of operating in the spirit? And, well, I thought of Tony Bailey's four dimensions of prayer. So he says the first type of prayer, the first dimension of prayer is praying in your understanding. So that would mean praying in your understanding is the way that we all start prayer always. Uh, I heard someone say recently. Have you ever heard a preacher when they're preaching say, "I feel my help coming on"? Mm-hmm. That means they were carnal when they got up there. <laughs> uh, you. The reason that sometimes we feel we need to start prayer with repentance is because you're carnal when you get down there.
1: Yeah.
0: You're You're not in the spirit yet. No, so it's you,
1: you making yourself do it. Yeah. That's what I was talking about earlier. So I when I wake up. It. You have to do <laughs> that. Well, wake up, I'm I understand just, I'm I need not to lie. pray. Let's go pray. It's more like,
3: I need to go pray. I've seen
1: Sister Penny made a comment earlier. If you don't pray, you don't stay. It's, it's kind of like, All right, uh, I know i
0: got to do it for this reason. It's what Brother Shatwell says. You ever wake up and you just feel blah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> that means it's pray. time to pray.
0: <laughs> I'm going to stay in bed today. That means it's time to pray. Exactly. You feel gross. You feel nasty. You feel totally out of it. It's time to pray You need to get yourself in order Something that not
2: being productive will definitely not fix
0: Yes Uh, But that's when we get in that first level Is praying in our understanding If you say God I want a million dollars You're praying in your understanding That
2: used to be my prayer Every time we had prayer meeting at STAR When I was little Daddy would always ask me afterwards if I prayed So I would always go up there And pray and say God Help everybody I love, please give me a million dollars. And I'd get up and go play.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you prayed. But prayed.
2: I, so when he asked me if I prayed, I could say, Yes, I did.
1: <laughs> Brother Bailey says that praying with your understanding is praying about the things you know you need have need of. It's praying. So I have a bill that's coming due, and I know I don't have the money for it, so I have an understanding. God, if you don't do this. Uh, it's not going to happen. So you're praying with understanding. God, I'm sick. That's that's what he, he talks about. Yeah, with that, praying. I you was, realize you need something. So you understand you need it. So that is praying with your understanding.
0: Yeah. Uh, basically it means and you're probably not going to be speaking in tongues. Are you at all? Does he say it's possible to pray speaking in tongues at this point?
1: Uh, no. That comes later. Praying that with your understanding is not there.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm I, and if you don't have it, you can go to Amazon and this is a book. It's called The Four Dimensions of Prayer. It's a real quick, easy read. I think I read it in less than a week easily. Uh no, nah, you can read it. You can read it probably in a day if you want to. Sit down an and have two hours reading. Yeah. Four Dimensions of Prayer. It's probably two or three bucks. And it's it's an excellent read that'll help you. Everybody should get it. You probably can you can get Tony Bailey on Facebook and you probably can probably get hit him up on Messenger just buy the book. Yeah. That's what I need to do. Um
0: yeah. Also, so the next one is if you speak in tongues at all while praying, you have moved into the second dimension, and that is praying in your spirit, which means you can feel somewhat carnal in this moment. It is possible, Mm -hmm. but because you have the gift of the Holy Ghost... Uh, you can start speaking to speak in tongues. This is when you start feeling the passion of God on you. That's
1: when that mama. When you start
0: feeling passionate.
1: That's that mama that's starting to feel it in her seat in a good service, and all of a sudden that kid does something and she goes out of tongues and uh, smacking him across the pew and then goes back yes. to speaking <laughs> in tongues. Yeah. I feel
2: like I've seen that
1: <laughs> Oh, I'm sure you have. <laughs> that's what that
0: is. I, I think yeah, I it may imagine. have happened to you. When, you when you're that's feeling
1: like it. <laughs> But something can knock you out of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're feeling it. You you're in it, and you are passionate. You're into it, and you are you feel it so strong. You you're worshiping. Your foot starts tapping, and you can pray in English at in this point, but you can also be praying in tongues, and you're Turn right you, you begin to worship. You begin to feel it, but you can still be swept out of it easily. And you, sometimes you question, how, why am I speaking in tongues right now? I'm not very spiritual at this moment.
3: Or or like you're praying and then your speaker says, low battery, you're like right in the middle of the song. <laughs> and you're just like, you're just that like, takes you really
0: all the like, way out. Hello. That you're takes you all of it. the way I'm out. I'm away. Of it. <laughs> it's
3: like, I don't know what's going
0: on. It's like, yeah. I'm about
3: to restart now.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's just... Uh, but... Then there's that third dimension where you're not coming out of it very easily, and that's prank in the spirit.
1: Yeah, that's the third dimension,
0: and that's praying in the Holy Ghost. I, one of the fir- one of the strongest memories I have when I know that was it for me. It was Camp 2018, where I get up and suddenly my youth group is gone that I'm supposed to be keeping watch of, and they've been looking for me for a little while. Because I have their money with me And they've been wondering where I am Well I've been praying very hard About God please I need this youth group To fill your spirit at some point In this camp I'm worried about That's what I was praying about That's what yeah. took me to that point Was filling a strong burden For the youth And
1: Yeah at Indiana Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> That's what Job talks about it and he no. said the ye beloved building up yourselves with your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, but brother Bailey says that's the place where you're not easily distracted in that prayer dimension
0: no not easily distracted, and you also uh, another time Jimmy I think you remember Jimmy may remember another one or or I remember filling this was uh, that point in that I've always heard this story about. Youth Convention 2019. <laughs> yeah, Youth Convention 2019, where I woke some boys up praying because I was yeah. feeling that same type of burden on me. Yeah. So this is going to come with a burden. That's the. That's what's going to bring you. All the anything that's going to bring you beyond just praying this. in your understanding. is oh, it's gone. Uh, it's in the four dimensions of prayer, Tony Bailey. Yeah, which one though? First dimension. We're talking about the spirit now. Okay, Prank in the spirit. That's the no, third one. Third. Prank in, in your in understanding, the... your spirit, and then praying in the spirit. And that's when you're not going to be distracted. Nothing's not going to pull you out very easily. Uh, and it's what's going to begin to transform some things. But this third one is very
1: much different. This fourth one. Oh, yeah. And that's the spirit praying through you. Yeah. And that's totally different. Uh, it was last year in the midst of a long fast when I felt this. I was on the back porch and I was praying. And I don't know, just something hit me. And I, I knew I had to get off that porch because it was fixing to be different. And I went to my office and I shut the door and something hit me. And I could just feel it praying. Through me, and it took it took me over. I don't know what, you know. I felt like I was praying for somewhere. I don't remember where it was in Asia. I felt like whatever was praying through me was speaking to something in Asia. Wow. And it was just totally different. heard brother, uh, what's his name? One preached about prayer. Uh, Josh Herring. Josh Herring talking about that one time, how he would he had prayed it through the spirit, prayed through him like that and he prayed to a certain country, and he was in a service telling about it, and a the daughter of uh, somebody that was in that country come to him afterwards and said, when was this? And he told him, and, and it was the exact same period in time, he was praying for that country, and they needed a miracle, and God gave them a miracle that day, or it seemed like about the same time, um, that he was praying through that, praying through, when the Spirit was praying through him, basically... You just You yield yourself completely to the spirit And the spirit takes over
0: You're out of the equation
1: Yeah,
0: You're out of the equation Your, your desires, your your abilities uh, It's we know not to pray for As we ought The spirit through gro- inter- Makes intercession for us Through gro- groanings that cannot be uttered It's We don't know what to pray for God uh, David Shatwell put it this way God told him you went past your list today, and you prayed my list today. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, I actually heard something else very similar to that one about a, a preacher talked recently. He said that uh, I don't remember who it was, but he was talking about how he suddenly felt himself, and it was like he could tell it was an Asian dialect coming through him. Yeah. And he said that God, God said, the devil is sending. An Asian revival to the world through
1: something coming from Asia in the spirit world. Um, something that Brother Bailey says in his book about this dimension. He said, "You can't pray in this fourth dimension when you're on the clock."
2: Well, when you're thinking about the time,
1: when you're when you have a time limit, mm-hmm. you can't pray that type of way.
2: I feel when like you're on the
1: clock, and that that's a.
2: I feel like that may have happened to me one time back when I used to pray downstairs. Yeah. And the... That's the... And then, like, I'm not sure, though, because I didn't feel any. It didn't feel any like anything international.
0: But... So, the,
2: I don't think maybe it probably wasn't the fourth dimension of prayer, but I, it is definitely the most intense prayer I've ever had.
1: Brother, um... James Hughes is a message he preached to uh, the Anchor Church, Brother Aaron Bounds' church. And he, he talks about the Holy Ghost. And he said they done a study, a guy done a study on people who speaks in tongues. And basically that when a person speaks in tongues, that their brain disconnects from their body. Mm-hmm. And whatever that spirit is takes their body over. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens in this fourth dimension of prayer. It just takes it takes you you got to yield yourself to that. No, it's not going to happen. But it just takes over and begins to pray through you. But that experience that day, that was absolutely, it was, it was crazy. So. Um, we need to be able to get beyond
0: our realm if we're going to pray in this deeper way. Um, you, you have to surrender yourself. Realize that I don't matter. My, my agenda doesn't matter. My family isn't all that matters. My church isn't all that matters, and I need to realize that my church is the church. Yeah. Um, so do we have any questions? I don't think we have. No, I've seen any. no questions. questions. I have seen any so far. Seen a lot of comments here and there, uh, but I wrote down three questions here. Uh, if you think of any other questions. Uh, go ahead and put them out there. If you have any questions about prayer, but does it count if you're only praying in tongues?
2: What do you mean? Does it count?
0: It's prayer.
3: Does Actually,
0: it Wait, does, there was just huh? a question? Yeah, we just got a question. What, what was the question? So, does praying in tongues only? If you're praying only in tongues, is that really prayer, or are you just blah 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 blah? blah? I
2: think it's according to who you are and <laughs> it, what your intentions are. Because some people probably are faking if they do that all the time and don't even actually know if what If you're just saying. having
0: a mindless... But hearing. some
2: people probably don't know the difference, and then there are other people who do it because the number one thing that they do is intercession. I think there's a lot of layers to that question.
1: Oh, yeah. Sure <laughs> it is. It's like, you know, Cheryl does a lot of praying in tongues, uh-huh. and his brother Robinette was talking about that last uh, night. Yes, that's the reason I wrote it down. He, he was talking to about that it. Topic. And me, most of of my prayer is in English. Yeah, I'm now, the I, same way. I speak in tongues while I pray, but majority of my prayer is in English.
2: But there have been times where I've kneeled down and all I did was yes, speak in tongues, and I've gotten up and felt awesome. So I think that definitely counted.
1: Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's times when you have to you have to pray in English. Yeah, and he then, said, speak to the mountain. Yeah, yeah,
2: and then also conversely, like the opposite of what yeah. you said, there are times when you need to speak in tongues because of that yes. one verse in Luke, not Luke, Romans 8, where it says the groanings that cannot be uttered because you don't know what to say. So you have to pray in this Spirit and because you don't know what to do.
0: That's the reason a lot of the times that I end up praying that way is because God, I really don't know what else to say on this issue, but I ain't done talking about it.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, uh, Sister Brittany uh, commented here and said what would the gifts of the spirit where would the gifts of the spirit be operated in
1: in this uh four dimensions um I think it might vary it probably would vary because that it depends number question. one is the gifts of the spirit is exactly what it is it's a gift it works through the spirit you yeah. probably probably number but,
0: three at least
1: but yeah. here's the thing when you're looking at you're looking at a whole another subject when you're looking at the the gifts of the spirit because. You don't have to have. You don't have to be speaking in tongues to uh, necessarily get a word of wisdom for somebody or for uh, Mm -hmm. the gift of faith to operate. You don't have to be speaking in tongues. They all operate through the Spirit, but you've got to have your mind in the right place for sure. Some uh, there are some preachers can be carnal as the day is long but the the gifts of spirit work in them and they can they can turn it on just like that because mm-hmm. the spirit is in them. Yeah. Dude, you got to be connected. I don't think, that, That's I don't think
0: That's that Brother Neer was probably very deep in one of those places when God told him to speak to that lady
1: at work. No, not at all. Um, no,
3: because it just happens. And as long as you're connected, if you, if it's going to happen and the you're going to say thing is not yes. to be
1: in a for certain dimension who, of
2: prayer. It's people, to be
0: connected to God.
2: For the people who didn't listen to that, I did, but I'm just saying they're going to not understand. Uh, what did Brother Neer say to the lady? Basically, he, he, I know, he I'm
0: felt God pushing him. Does. He felt God impress him to go talk to a lady and pray for her in the office at work and ended up talking to her about her cancer and prayed her through to the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah.
2: and it was just in the middle of the day at work. and That, I think, those things, as and yeah, the gifts of calling your God without, are without repentance, but um something to be... More effective than just the gifts and calling of God or without repentance is another reason why it's so important to have a prayer life, yeah. because
1: but something it's... like
2: what happened to Brother Near, where it just hit him out of nowhere at work, probably doesn't happen to those people that you mentioned that are carnal as the day is long, and just
0: so do it because the on the level and of tongues to and interpretation, I would yeah, she say just, that she just mentioned I that. would say that that the gift of tongues uh, is probably going to come. At a point when you are, either this sp- is
1: probably the spirit talking through you. It's gonna be that yeah. third. It's gonna be that third and fourth dimension. Yeah,
2: talking. Yeah, the interpretation. And, now, one is definitely and I
1: will has say to this. To I was the... just thinking. This was talking about the four dimensions. If all you ever do is pray with your understanding, the gifts are probably not gonna work real well in your life. Mm-hmm. No. You have to, to for the gifts to really start working your life. You're gonna to have to be tapping into that third and fourth dimension. Mm -hmm. more than not. Yeah. And I think that probably the gifts of tongues interpretation is probably going to happen more in that third. Probably actually going to happen more in that third than it is the fourth. Really in that fourth, um, unless you have the time to put a lot of time in prayer, you're not going to hit that a lot.
0: It's not going to happen in a normal church service unless you are just very deep in an altar. It's usually
1: going to happen when you're in your closet, your prayer place. It's probably not you're even going to
2: happen very often. You're in being a prayer
1: intentional. Meeting. You're going to be intentional, or your work, you can do it all the time. So, yeah. yeah. Um, second thing that I was I think thinking is on the
0: total opposite Reminded end of the spectrum uh, from praying in tongues, is praying silently a legitimate thing?
2: Well, of course, it's legitimate. Yeah. I'm not sure how far you can get, though. I think there's been a lot of times, especially, like, when I worked at Majestic House, I used to spend a lot of times in the cooler, like, cutting vegetables or eggs or stuff like that. And I remember I'd do a lot of my praying while I was cutting eggs, because it took me about ten minutes. So, I did a lot of my praying then. And I also (coughs) feel like I heard a lot from God as well in that cooler at Majestic House. And, um... So, yeah, that, there's definitely a place for silent prayer, but it, it I am of the belief that silent prayer cannot be your only prayer.
1: You cannot. Especially
2: because no. you need to go with the Holy Ghost. Uh, I,
1: the
0: incident with Hannah in the book of Samuel. Yeah. Um,
2: and honestly, I don't, I don't really she, think that was silent prayer. Well, I think yeah, that was more like I was despair.
0: Yeah. Like, she was praying and her mouth was moving, but. The preacher couldn't hear the words coming out. And I've been yeah. there. I think that's more yeah. like. Uh, yeah,
2: that's that more yeah, like despair. She didn't.
3: Well, know and what you to can say. pray sometimes so much because you lose your voice. One
0: thing about it is <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we see, we I've know what <laughs> words she prayed. We know what words she prayed. It actually tells what words she was praying. It just says that the preacher couldn't tell what she was saying. Yeah. And part of the problem is the preacher, too.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, and finally, uh, we've touched on it a lot, but how would you define intercession?
2: How would I define it?
0: Yeah.
2: I'm not well, good at definition. Someone can well, be like, define dog, and like, I wouldn't know it. One
0: of the mean. most memorable,
3: <laughs> memorable times that intercession was kind of laid out or just put in front of me was at a minister's meeting at Star of Bethlehem at their fellowship hall with Brother Taylor Fish where he'd come and he told a story about how he he went to a hospital and uh, he went with this preacher to a hospital and he met up with a man who wouldn't speak to any of the nurses and he was so scared that uh, I think he had come to like a near-death experience and uh, he wouldn't speak to any of the nurses or doctors there. He would only speak to uh, a preacher. And Brother Fish went with this preacher to the hospital uh, as far as I can remember this story right and uh, it ended up having where the man told them that he had this near death experience and he like basically if I can remember right remembered going to hell and when he was in this place or wherever he was he remembers seeing a like a man on the ground in the distance like crying and weeping and yeah. and praying for what he felt like him, and that's that 's so kind of how a suit and tie. yeah that 's kind of how I envision intercession is when you get to that deep place of prayer you 're taking the place of well, whoever God has laid on your mind who, who i mean you may not even know, but it's kind of you're standing in the gap for whatever the need is at that situation
0: oh yeah,
1: exactly another picture
0: of it is uh, Billy Coe talking about what ended up happening to his wife was where she prayed and travailed so long one night that she, they brought her into the doctor and said she that when she was up that next morning she could not get up off the ground. They brought her to a doctor and the doctor said what has this woman been doing? And said that basically all the like the, her body was like messed up bad and bleeding out and all Gosh. that kind of stuff. So jesus prayed she was hard dead. she was she yeah. was dying of a broken heart is, was the but, term that the doctor had used
2: well, um I don't know what it is, but uh there's actually like it's possible for a human to cry tears. Yeah. It's like if they reach this certain spot of like complete sadness, it's called something that like when they cry, they will cry tears.
0: And, and it's uh, Don't you mean. Basically, but. what but, it yes. is is it's a they will cry stress. Because I usually <laughs> always cry tears. Yeah, me too. It's the stress. Um, it's the sadness. Yeah.
2: What I always used to define intercession um, in Sunday school is uh, Romans eight and twenty six. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And we've talked about that already, but that's what I always use to uh, define it in Sunday school
0: it's class. It's one of the most... It's the only
2: way I've ever got them to understand I feel it.
0: like it's just a very <laughs> good verse that covers yeah. a lot of territory. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, is there anything else? Anyone... Else has to say, it just feels necessary to mention.
1: There is um, one of Brother Bounds's ministers made a statement, and probably, are you getting close to the end? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, probably it'd be a good place to say this. Mm-hmm. Brother Bounds, is, I don't remember if it says use pastor or one. What he says if you're not praying, there's a thief in your house. And we know that Jesus went into the temple and he turned over the tables and he turned over everything and he made the statement, you know, this is supposed to be the house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. And if we're not praying, there are, there, there's a thief in your house. And I looked at an old sermon that I'd preached a long time ago at a men's meeting and there are things that it will cost you to pray. To really have a good, effective prayer, and and these things will they can be stolen away. Number one is time. It's going to cost you time to pray. Yeah. It's going to cost you time to pray. You just can't. I mean, I guess you can. You can pray five minutes a day, but it's not. It'd be like spending five minutes a day with your wife. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: That's not going to work. No. <laughs> uh, you got to learn to spend time with God. It's going to cost you time. And it's going to cost you thought. What Daniel said, in Daniel eleven thirty two. They that know their God, we got to know Him. And how do we know Him? We got the Word of God. You got to get in the Word. You got to spend time with Him. It's going to cost you some thought process. Um, I remember in that sermon talking about the fact that, you know, you got guys can tell you, you know, who won what NFL football game. Who won the championships, what um, you know, what fishing gear works, what don't work. We got girls that knows where the shopping deals. Are. A lot of thought is put into that. But how much thought do we put in praying? It's gonna cost you some thought. It's gonna cost you some time thinking about it. Um in the Lord's Prayer, he gave us that that example. He said, Not my will be done, but thine be done. It's gonna cost your will. You're gonna to have to we have to surrender our will for us to really be able to have an effective prayer life. And Brother Texas mentioned it earlier. We're going to have to be willing to repent. We can't. One thing gonna steal your prayer is if you're not repenting. Yeah. It don't care how much you ask for this and that. If we don't repent, it's not going to do it no good. Yeah. The Bible says if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So if I've got sin in my heart that I've repented of, He's not going to hear me. And, and one of the last things I said in this, in this uh, Bible study I gave to the men was it has to, it's going to cost us our soft habits. Habits of just, oh, uh, we just take it for granted. You're going to have to develop some good, good prayer habits in order to have a good prayer life. And we all struggle with that. But prayer is going to cost you. It's going to cost you time, thought. It's going to cost your will. It's going to cost you time repenting. And it's going to cost you some time to develop some good habits.
3: Yeah. Huh? Uh,
1: that's pretty good. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so
0: before we go out, does anyone have any last words to say? Or is that just a good finish off? I think that was pretty good. I think that's a pretty good way to finish out. So, uh, let's once again, unless anyone else has any more questions, I don't think we do. So, uh, let's close out with prayer. Lord Jesus, Lord, we love you. We, we thank you, Lord. We thank we pray you. For that that you, Lord, that you to Lord, pray that somebody can be inspired us today. Pray that somebody that can get inspired a at the spirit praise. of prayer. Someone can would be inspired to go deeper into you, God. Lord. If
1: we could In Jesus just develop a greater, for greater life, all God, a deeper life with you, and a great for all greater relationship that you're what and All that you're God saying, that we Lord, we thank you for everything. Each and every life, each and every heart, each and every soul. we love you. God, we love you. We thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing and what deeper realm deeper to God.
0: To go beyond where we Lord, have before, go beyond to be more than we have been. Life, God, beyond our make us truly different, uh, and it, or just truly different. God, just getting get more prayer, Lord, and we can get into we deep
1: prayer with you and develop Jesus' life, name, we love you. Jesus, we love Jesus,
0: you. I love you, Lord. Amen. Thank you all for being here and talking to us. We're we'll talking next week about fasting. So if you would just uh, tune in and if you have any questions about that you can go ahead and ask us now message us some way some in some way get all of us love you guys we'll talk to you later